Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, I watched most of the spectacle in the Senate. The House managers had this fancy video that went on for 10, 15, 20 minutes. It was a propaganda film. It left out critical pieces of information. But they treated the Senate the way they treat their constituents. They're hoping the Senate will be moved by emotions, not facts. And at least six Republicans were moved by emotions and not facts. Five of whom you already knew about. Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Sass, and Toomey. But then Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, he threw in. And I hope the people of Louisiana are paying attention because he needs to be primaried. Asked why he, he joined the Democrats and voted that the proceeding was constitutional. He said, and I quote, Trump's team was disorganized. They did not talk about the issue at hand. As an impartial juror, I'm going to vote for the side that did the good job. I'm going to vote for the side that did the good job. First of all, does he not speak literate English? Secondly, you're not voting for the side that did the good job or did not do the good job in your mind. You're voting on whether or not you think this procedure is constitutional. You take into consideration what you heard today, but you're supposed to make a determination on whether you think the process is constitutional. Not whether you think one side did a good job and one side did not do a good job. 
And here we have the Senate by 56 to 44. See, the Democrats never break ranks. 56 to 44, the Senate voted that it has the power to do something it doesn't have the power to do. Isn't that amazing? That would be like a jury voting that it has the power to do something the jury doesn't have the power to do. Quite perverse, I would say. Very perverse. Now, this video that they played, which went on and on and on, showing violence, foul language, it could have been produced by Hollywood on the attack of the Capitol. In any other court of law, would have been thrown out. Now, why would it be thrown out, Mr. Producer? Exactly, because all it's intended to do is to create emotion. It doesn't contribute one iota to the factual record. It presents no evidence whatsoever when you're accusing a president of inciting insurrection. Nothing. It'd be inadmissible. Never admitted in a court of law. There is no direct link. There's no specific evidence of any kind between what was in that video and former President Donald Trump. None. None. Defense lawyers, they keep citing, I saw... uh, Brett Baer cites some of them, or somebody did. Defense lawyers are saying, uh, with some of their clients who have actually been charged, that, you know, they were encouraged to do what they did because of President Trump. Now, let me ask you a question. Anybody see a problem with that? They're defense lawyers trying to make the best argument they can for their client. That's not evidence of anything. I'm I'm thinking to myself, this is basic law school stuff. This is basic constitutional stuff. To read the idiotic piece that Chuck Cooper wrote the other day, to listen to these bizarros from these law schools go on and on and on, it's just incredible to me. The plain text of the impeachment clause does not permit what's happening in the Senate Our traditions, since the adoption and ratification of the Constitution, no president has ever been treated this way. This guy, Jeremy Raskin, I believe that's his name, right, Mr. Producer? The Jamie Raskin, the lead prosecutor, he says, what kind of message does this send the future presidents that they can do whatever they want at the end of an administration and not be held accountable? And I thought to myself, do what at the end of the administration? Give a speech? Disagree with the outcome of the vote? Tell the protesters to lobby Congress in a patriotic and peaceful way? A president do what? You don't get to play a hyper-emotional film, slick production, and then conclude as a matter of fact that the President of the United States is responsible for what took place there? Where is the evidence? Where is it? It's nowhere. 
apparently Senator Cassidy didn't find logic compelling. He didn't find the lack of evidence compelling. He wanted to believe like a liberal. He saw the video. He was moved. Look at that video. I have to blame someone. I'm blaming Trump. Let me put it to you this way. If there was a scintilla of evidence that the president of the United States incited an insurrection, why haven't we heard it? Why haven't we seen it? What are they waiting for? Liz Cheney said, in due course with all these criminal investigations, much will come forth. Well, what's come forth is more and more evidence of the president's innocence. That this wasn't spontaneous, it was pre-planned. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Senate sitting as a jury in a second impeachment. Is it the same Senate that took up the first impeachment? Are these pretty much the same Democrats that voted to remove Donald Trump based on his call to the Ukrainian president? Is this the same House of Representatives that pushed the Russia collusion and then the Ukraine letter and now this? And we're supposed to sit here and just buy into all this? And the great sickening irony that underscores all this is the Democrat Party despises the Constitution. The Democrat Party regularly violates it, and they want to violate it in a big way. Whether it's King Biden signing law after law after law without the input of the legislature sending him a bill. Whether it's Congress led by the Democrats, by the thinnest of margin in the House 11, by no margin in the Senate but for the Vice President, who have told us already that they intend to target the judiciary and especially the Supreme Court. They intend to destroy our voting system in order to empower them. They intend to destroy the nature of the District of Columbia because they want two more Democrats. And on and on and on. The very party that hates the Constitution, hates its separation of powers, hates the checks and balances, and wants an iron-fisted, centralized autocracy. They are lecturing you and me and Donald Trump about the Constitution? Really? Really? Are they serious? Sure, because the press is in with it. I would say to anyone who's written an op-ed, who is about to write an op-ed, you have an obligation to show us anywhere at the Constitutional Convention, Madison's Notes is the guide, anywhere, any letter, anything, that supports your position apart from your own pretzel logic. There's nothing. And there's one other point I want to make, and I've talked about this over the years myself in the first impeachment. And we had a law professor who called up yesterday and made the point as well, and it's this. One of the things that concerned the framers of the Constitution in Philadelphia is they debated the impeachment issue. And the professor is exactly correct. Was they didn't want the president to be held hostage by the Congress. And one of the reasons there was some objection to impeachment was that one. But then they felt they crafted the language with enough protections in it. 
where the president could still be independent in order to balance Congress and still do his job without being threatened. Well, that's no longer the case, given what the Senate did today with a 56 to 44 vote. Let me amend that. That's no longer the case with a conservative Republican president. It will always be okay with a Democrat left-wing president because the Republicans in the Senate, like Murkowski and Collins and Sass and Romney and Toomey and Cassidy, they will never, ever stand up for the Constitution. They don't have the guts to take on a Democrat president, and they never would. Now, you know how I know that, ladies and gentlemen? Because as we sit here, Joe Biden is violating the Constitution day in and day out. He's a serial violator of the Constitution with a substantive legislative executive order. And the Republicans in the Senate do absolutely nothing except put out a press release here and there. The Democrats know that there are weak links, many of them, in the Republican chain. They will do anything, because there's no weak leaks in the Democrat chain, to advance their cause and to support their base. The Republicans are at war with their base constantly. Whether it was Ronald Reagan, people forget. The Republican establishment opposed Reagan in 1968, in 1976, even in 1980. They threw George Bush in there, among others. Reagan had to overcome the McConnell types and the Cheney types and the Bush types in order to become one of the greatest and most popular presidents in all of our history. And then he leaves office, and what do they do? They revert back to old. George H.W. Bush, Condor and Gentler. They hated the Tea Party in 2010. McConnell, yet again, Boehner, went to war with their base, went to war with the Tea Party. That had handled the speakership to Boehner and a number of seats to McConnell. But McConnell wanted to control who the nominees were in the states. And then Trump. Trump wins and the Republicans in Washington, the establishment Republicans, They're worried, they're nervous, they're fearful because of the support that this president has. And yet, look how so many of them conduct themselves today. Like they're Democrats. They're not worried about the fundamental transformation of America. They're not worried about the neo-Marxism that has taken hold in the Biden administration. They're not worried about what Schumer wants to do to Congress and the courts. No, 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 no. It's Trump. They put out videos about Trump. They trash Trump. And then they feel proud of themselves. They're constitutionalists now. What happened in the United States Senate today is a disgrace to the Senate and all the senators who came before And the six Republicans, several of them newly elected, so they're very gutsy. Sass, Collins, one retiring, Toomey, that's three out of six. 
they need to be defeated by Republicans in Republican primaries. That's it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things. And it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. House and Senate Democrats, written by Trevin Smith, I don't know who he works for. It doesn't much matter, but it's cut off at the top here. May push ahead this week with censure resolution to bar former President Donald Trump from holding future office over his role in the U.S. Capitol riot. Anticipating acquittal to the Senate impeachment trial, several sources familiar with the matter told, oh, it's McClatchy. Now just listen to this. Long run-on sentence. They may push ahead with a censure resolution to bar former President Trump from holding future office? Is there censure in the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen? No. Was it done before? Yes, by another rogue Congress against President Andrew Jackson. A future Congress would repeal the censure. And where is it written that censure can bar President Trump from holding future office? There is no such language in the Constitution. I'm sure Chuck Cooper or somebody will figure out a reason to argue for it. But I want to pursue this because you see it never ends. So they don't have the votes. First of all, they're violating the Constitution as I speak. They intend to violate the Constitution again. And then they're being advised from some left-wing kook law professors in Ivy League schools... That if none of that works, go for the 14th Amendment. And I'll talk about that too. Meanwhile, Biden is cutting through our jobs and our society like a razor. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part... We need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. 
Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the voice liberals fear most. And you can call Mark at 877-381-3811. Let me ask you another question about this Senate trial, because really the Senate's on trial here. Don't you think, ladies and gentlemen, at least we conservatives, we constitutional conservatives see it that way. Let me ask you another question. How many cases are you aware of where the judge or the presiding officer votes with the jury? Patrick Leahy sitting there mumbling through his mask as the presiding officer of the trial. And yet he voted with the House Democrats, with all the Democrats in the Senate, and with the six Republicans in the Senate, that it was constitutional for the Senate to take this issue up. The entire thing is a farce. It's not anything like the framers of the Constitution had in mind. Nothing. Nothing. But don't worry, because we know that the President of the United States will be acquitted. Now, how do we know that? They haven't heard the evidence yet, Mark. Because 44 senators just voted what they're doing is unconstitutional. The evidence doesn't even matter. In other words, there's no jurisdiction. And keep in mind, there's no evidence. So there's no jurisdiction, and there's no evidence. And what Jamie Raskin and his comrades were arguing was that we don't care if there's no jurisdiction. We insist there is jurisdiction, and we insist that that video is evidence, even though the video is evidence of nothing as it relates to the former president. Nothing. And so in McClatchy... House and Senate Democrats may push ahead this week with a censure resolution to bar former President Donald Trump from holding future office over his role in the U.S. Capitol riot. They haven't shown any role. You know what's amazing to me, folks? The treatment that Donald Trump got as a candidate, as a president-elect and president, is now the treatment he's getting as a former president and a private citizen. They are so angry at you and me and him for daring to have won an election that they want to continue to pursue this. Now, this is the neo-Marxist mindset that six Republicans have gone along with, 10 in the House, including Liz Cheney, the number three Republican in the conference. That only fascistic and Marxist regimes pursue. The effort to draft the resolution that would invoke a provision of the 14th Amendment began quietly in January and gained momentum over the weekend as Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia and Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine gauged whether the measure would attract bipartisan support. 
Are they still working on this? Apparently they are. Ten Republican congressmen joined House Democrats last month to impeach the president. And the impeachment trial, as you know, (coughs) began today. He's widely expected, they say, to be acquitted because conviction will require 17 Republican senators to join all Democrats. How How about there's no evidence? As the likelihood of Trump's acquittal has grown, so too have calls within the Democrat caucus for an alternative path to prevent Trump from holding office again. They are not going to prevent him from holding office again. They can't prevent him from holding office again. What do they think? This is Mao's communist China? Now, who's acting like Putin now? Who's acting like Putin now? They are. They're getting advice from law professors, and we know that's always good advice. From some of the Lowest of the low lives who are tenured in our law schools. Some of the lowest of the low lives. Michael Gerhardt. Remember him? Lawrence Tribe. I didn't even know he was still with it. Bruce Ackerman, who I wrote about in Liberty and Tyranny way back. Erwin Chemerinsky. Remember him? Goofball. Ackerman told McClatchy that President Joe Biden would not be required to sign the resolution. Look, they've got it all figured out. They think they have figured out how to get around the Constitution. Now, I and Judge Starr and a few others have figured out how to defend it. It's not that hard. Read it. There shall be no bill of attainder. What's a bill of attainder? We've talked about that before. Congress can't, as it goes along, make up the law, change the Constitution, and try and find a a penalty for a single citizen because the framers rejected all that. Parliament was doing that to them, and they wanted nothing to do with it. So these law professors, tenured law professors, have no regard for the Constitution. None. You hear me, Ackerman? None. You hear me, Chermaninsky, if that is your name? None. Tribe? My God. Tribe? I don't think Tribe knows the difference between peanut butter and jelly anymore, to tell you the truth, Mr. Producer. There was one other idiot here. I don't remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. These guys have sold their soul to the left a long time ago. It's amazing. They spend their careers twisting the Constitution into this and into that. It's a wet noodle to them. Oh, we want to do this. We, have, we, we are progressives and we can do that. If you're a leftist and a law professor, you're, you're really, maybe not technically, but you are schizophrenic in many ways. You hate the Constitution and then you keep explaining it. You hate the Constitution and then you keep explaining how to get around it. You see, as I've said a billion times, progressivism and constitutionalism... They don't work together, which is why the progressives are constantly trying to destroy it. And now they're trying to remove a man who's already out of office to try and stick a scarlet letter on him because they think they can stop him from running again for public office, even though they have no power to do so. And if they fail to do that, oh, we got another one up our sleeve. What do we do? We'll censor him and prevent him from running. Well, that's not constitutional. That's nowhere in the Constitution. Well, we'll use the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment? 
a post-Civil War memo? What's that have to do with anything? Well, we can get them that way, you know. Okay, well, what about the Bill of Attainder? Well, we're not going to pay attention to the Bill of Attainder. Even Chuck Cooper agrees with us. Who gives a you-know-what if Chuck Cooper agrees with you? Well, the New York Times says that. Oh, okay. Tyranny right in front of your face. The party that is eviscerating the Constitution claims to be upholding it. A handful of Republicans who claim to be defending the Constitution are shredding it. Even some colonists like Mona Charon, so self-righteous, Mona, poor Mona, she desperately wants to be taken seriously. She desperately wants history to remember her, number one, and number two, to remember her as a, a lone voice, voice among voices, so prescient, actually so pathetic. The mob is, really, in the media, the mob is in Congress. The mob has been set loose. The rioters, the violent rioters who attacked the Capitol building are being and should be punished. But the effort to spray the punishment onto the former president, onto his supporters, is really disgusting. The exploitation is disgusting. Do you know how many people have died from COVID since Joe Biden's been in office, Mr. Producer? It's hard to find. I had to look it up. Approximately 60,000 Americans. Why isn't anybody talking about them anymore? Where are all the graphs and the charts? They've disappeared. Puff. They've disappeared. Isn't that amazing? Tell me what new vaccines are online under the Joe Biden administration, warp speed, not W-A-R-P, but W-H-A-R-P. Where, where is it? Where are they? There aren't any. Are there any? We don't know. They don't tell us. We don't know. And I'm reading, Joe Biden is selling out to China left and right now. He gives this idiotic speech during the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't watch it, but he gives this idiotic speech during the Super Bowl. Or before the Super Bowl, another Praetorian guard, sad, Nora O'Donnell, sitting there, eyes wide open. Oh, I'm interviewing Joe Biden. We've never seen anything like Joe Biden. Never before. That's a fact. We're not going to conduct business with China the way Trump did. No, no, because that was effective. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to make it clear to them that there's competition and we all have to follow the rules. Oh, that's all it takes. Oh, Joe's going to tell them to follow the rules. Wow. I'm sure that'll really deter Xi from his concentration camps, his mass genocide against the, the Uyghurs. His, uh, his threats against their neighbors, his threats against the United States. Now, oh, yeah, that Joe Biden, they're worried about Joe. He said, you better follow the rules. Meanwhile, he joins the WHO, which is in the back pocket of communist China. That's all right. So be it. What a disaster. What are we, two and a half weeks in? 
and they're still obsessed with Trump. Even the full never-Trumpers are still obsessed with Trump. And they hate your guts. They hate your guts. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things. And it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, this Senate trial, I heard a reporter on our favorite network say, yes, but, you know, this is political. Folks, to say it's political is to say nothing, is to say it's a hamburger. There's real, real information about what the framers intended. It's important to know what the framers intended. It's still the Constitution, and it's a very, very important part of the Constitution that affects the presidency and the office of the presidency. Not somebody who's left the office of the presidency, but the office of the presidency. The idiocy and the insanity that we have to go through because of the Democrat Party and their media pals, because of the never-Trumpers and their friends in academia, is unconscionable. How many more years of this crap do we have to go through? How many more years does half the country have to be spoken to with such disrespect as we are? And we're disrespected, those of us who are Republicans, by our own damn party. Are conservatives treated the way the Democrat Party treats left-wing kooks in their own ranks? Ayayach, Presley, Corey, what's the Omar, Talib, and the other reprobates and malcontents? No, they treat them with kid gloves. They come to their defense. They protect them. A... You and I, we're just regular Americans. We love our country. We embrace our founding documents. We look up to the founding fathers. We think the military and law enforcement are populated with heroes. 
we believe in a hard day's work for an earning, for income. We don't want to take from anybody. We don't think anybody owes us. And yet we're the enemy. We're the ones who are attacked, both from within the Republican Party and outside the Republican Party. I think one of the great reforms that could be made, Mr. Producer, in America is to move the Capitol now out of Washington. It's a stinkhole. It's been there too damn long. You know where I would put it? I'd put it in McAllen, Texas. What do you think of that? Right on the border with Mexico. I'd put it in McAllen, Texas. So our magnificent members of Congress could experience what it's like to have drug gangs and kidnappers running freely across the border under the Biden administration. So they can experience and see what it's like. No? I would force all the politicians' kids to go to their neighborhood public schools. If they're going to stay in Washington, D.C., they should be forced to go to the same schools that all those other kids are forced to go to without any option to send them to private or parochial school. That's what I would do if I had the power, and I don't. That's what I would do. I would force true equal justice in the halls of Congress. If you're going to try and destroy a former president in the private sector for saying something or some things, and we don't even know exactly what they're talking about, that don't even come close to what the Democrat leader has said, to what a score of Democrats have said in the Senate, and multiple scores of Democrats have said in the House, then they should automatically be expelled. That's just Mark's world. Antifa and Black Lives Matter would be treated exactly the same way as the criminals that rushed the Capitol building. Equal justice, isn't that what it's bought? Equal justice. Well, then equal justice. Lock up all the bastards who are burning and looting and attacking and breaking. That's just me. Instead, we have to live through a farce. A farce. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Let me try it this way. All of you listening to me right now, under any circumstance whatsoever, civil, criminal, or political, would you want a jury made up of the United States Senate? Would you want a jury made up of the Democrats in the Senate determining your fate? Of course not. Why not? Because they're not a jury. They're people who 
who have a dripping hate and contempt for you. They want the worst for you. Their power is based on walking on your face. Would you want those people having any role whatsoever in determining your fate, civil, political, or criminal? Of course not. One of those people sat there as the presiding officer where the Chief Justice of the United States is supposed to sit, but he wants nothing to do with this because he has no role. It's not constitutional. And he votes to uphold his own power. You think that's what the framers of the Constitution had in mind? The framers of the Constitution were so far and above these Cretans in the United States Senate, and I speak of almost all of them, quite frankly. They had such a thorough understanding of the ancients, of the Enlightenment, of history. The people who stand in the Senate today as a group are among the lightest of the lightweights in American senatorial history. Very few of them are actually accomplished in anything. At least it can be said, excuse me, at least it can be said that in the first Congress, The vast majority of the people had fought the Revolutionary War. They had fought over the principles that they'd be talking about on the floor of the House and the Senate. The vast majority of our Senate and House, with some exceptions, I got it, but the vast majority? No way. The vast majority of them fought for B's and C's and maybe A's in philosophy class and political science class. The vast majority of them are well-schooled, not in the American founding, but in Marxism. Democratic socialism. David Schoen, one of the lawyers for the president, played a montage of Democrats calling for Trump's impeachment since the day he took office literally minutes after he was sworn in. And these are the people who are passing judgment today on citizen Trump. Cut to go. I want to say this for Donald Trump, who I may well be voting to impeach. Donald Trump has already done a number of things which legitimately raised the question of impeachment. I don't respect this president, and I will fight every day until he is impeached. That is grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Those are grounds to start impeachment. Those are grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Yes, I think that's grounds to start impeachment proceedings. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America. I continue to say, impeach him! Impeach 45! Page 45. So we're calling upon the House to begin impeachment hearings immediately. On the impeachment of Donald Trump, would you vote yes or no? I would vote yes. I would vote. I would vote too much. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother. 
But the fact is, I introduced articles of impeachment in July of 2017. If we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. My oath requires me to be for impeachment, have an impeachment hearing, and he's the scarlet eye on his chest. The representatives should begin impeachment proceedings against this president. It is time to bring impeachment charges against him. Bring impeachment charges. My personal view is that uh, he richly deserves impeachment. I'm here at an impeachment rally, and we are ready to impeach the... No mobs there. No incitement there. None whatsoever. And then tough guy Joe Biden, who I think has walked into many walls, just my guess, bumped his head many times. Listen to what he says about a sitting United States president. Hat tip gravy and cut one go. What do you do? You make it to the general. You're on the debate stage. He starts making fun of your age, your mental state. I mean, I said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. Press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. I'm looking forward to this, man. You walk behind me in a debate. Come here, man. They asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Or let's, start Tyler, let, let, let's stop a minute. There's the tough guy here. Can anybody tell me anybody that Joe Biden beat the hell out of? If you went to school to Joe Biden, with Joe Biden in high school, can you tell me how many people he beat the hell out of behind the school gym? This guy's such a clown. Go ahead. Revolution, if you're talking about it. The idea that I'd be intimidated by Donald Trump He's the bully used to make fun when I was a kid in a stutter and I'd smack him in the mouth. Would you really fight the president, sir? I was talking about high school. Go back and read what I said. <laughs> How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? Let's do Focus on this man, what he's doing, that no president has ever done. No president. Ask the right question. Why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your words straight, Jack. Any guy who talked that way was usually the fattest, ugliest SOB in the room. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. I will beat him like a drum. I will beat him like a drum. I think the boy knows that I'll beat him like a drum. I hope I've demonstrated I can take a punch. And if I'm on nominee, he's going to understand what punches mean. You're talking about taking on Donald Trump with fisticuffs yeah. behind the gym. So I brought something along for you that might be helpful to you in your new well, uh, endeavor. You. Uh, a couple I'll boxing you, gloves. Ready. These, are, ready. these are worn boxing gloves. Oh, jeez. That's your president. Joe Biden, excuse me, Joe Robinette Biden, lunch bucket Joe Robinette Biden. Maria Bartiroma, I don't know her, but I consider her to be an outstanding journalist and host. I really do. Just outstanding. And she had Mark Meadows on this Sunday. And here's another piece of evidence that supports the president 
which is being utterly ignored so far, certainly in the propaganda films that the Democrats put together. By the way, off the record, not off the record, off the point. And I don't even know I should say this because I don't want to undermine the president's lawyers. When I was watching this, Mr. Producer in America, you know what I said to myself? I wish I were up there. I could eviscerate those house managers. I could run circles around them. The problem is, of course, I work at Fox and Westwood One, and so I'm not able to participate in those sorts of things. But I do grind my teeth. And by the way, this isn't a put down of any lawyers. No, no, he needs new lawyers. Everybody, you know, very, very good. Very easy to say. These so-called great lawyers, did they step up? No. I thought Schoen in particular certainly held his own. Anyway, Mark Meadows was on Fox News with Maria Bartiroma. And uh, he made a statement that was quite revealing. Remember, we've talked about all this pre-preparation, all the evidence. None of this was spontaneous. It started before the president finished his speech. These people were armed as if they were Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They weren't. I'm just making the point that they were armed like the left gets armed. I don't believe they shot anybody either, did they, Mr. Producer? Anyway, I want you to listen to this from Mark Meadows. Cut three, go. But we also know this. Help was offered multiple times, not just in January, but throughout the summer with the D.C. mayor saying that the president stood by willing to offer a National Guard assistance, other assistance, and often, in fact, every time was rebuked and said, no, we can go it alone. And so they, they do need to get to the bottom of it. And hopefully we'll, we'll see that in the very near future. So you say that the president had offered up Capitol Police, National Guard, even went to the Department of Defense. Yeah, and so we we also know that in January, uh, but also throughout the summer, that the president was very vocal in making sure that we had plenty of National Guard, plenty of additional support, because he supports the rule of law, he supports our law enforcement, and offered additional help. Even in January, that was was given. uh, As many as 10,000 National Guard troops were told to be on the ready by the uh, Secretary of Defense. That was a direct order from President Trump. All right, stop for a second. I can leave it right. Does that sound like a president inciting an insurrection? Does that sound like a president leading an insurrection? Where the hell are the Senate Republicans? There's so much evidence that weighs against inciting an insurrection. It's just piling up every day, Liz Cheney. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? You owe an apology to the American people, Liz Cheney? As time goes on, she says, we'll learn more. Well, we are learning more. According to his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, offered 10,000 National Guardsmen to the city in January. In January. A direct order from the president. They have no evidence, none whatsoever. None, right, Chuck? Nothing. Go ahead. 
Here's what we see is there's all kinds of blame going around, but yet not a whole lot of accountability. That accountability needs to rest with where it, it ultimately should be, and that's on Capitol Hill. And who's been saying that since the New York Times story with the action memo that was sent by the FBI office in Norfolk to the FBI in Washington, D.C., tipped off by the NYPD, the Terrorism Task Force, who's been saying since the head of the Capitol Hill police said, and now put in writing, that he specifically asked the sergeant-arms of the House who reports to Pelosi, the sergeant-arms of the Senate who reports to McConnell, to bring in the National Guard, to bring in more support. Who's been saying since that report came out that we still don't know what Pelosi did or didn't do, we still don't know what McConnell did or didn't do? So here you have the President of the United States offering up thousands of National Guardsmen in January, according to his chief of staff. Here we have preparations going on before the President of the United States gives his speech. Preparations to attack the Capitol building. The FBI was aware of it. Literally did nothing to defend the Capitol building. Here we have pipe bombs left around the uh, Washington, D.C. area, including at the RNC and the DNC, the day before. None of that was in the Democrat Party video. Here's another reason why this is a sham. Prosecutors, if they have exculpatory evidence, are supposed to present it to the defense. These prosecutors, being political hacks, have not presented any of it to the jury full of political hacks. We have House Democrat managers who are hacks talking to uh, the senators, most of whom are hacks. And critical evidence is being ignored. You have the so-called judge or the presiding officer, one of the most radical left-wing rabbit hacks the Senate has ever seen, Patrick Leahy, presiding over this and then voting with the Democrats. What the Senate is doing is destroying its legitimacy. They're destroying their legitimacy. What these law professors and Cooper and others are doing are destroying their credibility. This looks nothing like what the framers intended, and it looks nothing like past impeachment trials where the target is a private citizen. And despite all the talk, all the rhetoric, all the propaganda, all the media coverage, all we have are general platitudes, projections, conclusions, no evidence that the president incited an insurrection. What kind of president incites an insurrection when he's offering the National Guard to defend the Capitol building? I'll be right back. Lovin.
Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what kind of president is planning and inciting an insurrection when he has 10,000 National Guardsmen waiting and ready? Where was Mitch McConnell? Where was Nancy Pelosi? What did they know and when did they know it? Because this is all too common. Every city in America with the Democrat mayors, the Democrat governors stand down. Apparently, the leaders of Congress stood down, too. We are being surrounded again. Another Russia collusion lie. But now it's the insurrection lie led by the president. It's sickening. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Now, now this Senate so-called impeachment trial is not only unconstitutional in more ways than I can count. It's utterly illogical and incoherent. It is buffoonish. It is cartoonish. When the President of the United States makes 10,000 National Guardsmen ready to protect the city of Washington, D.C., and then is said to excite an insurrection, or as Chuck Schumer would put it, an erection. It's so appalling what we common sense Americans have to watch from our so-called representatives and leaders. And the more outrageous and stupid they are, the more they identify with the Democrats and the never-Trumpers. They love to quote the never-Trumpers. Hayek. Reagan. Goldwater. Smith. Burke. They don't even know those men. They don't even know those men. While they're propagandists and useful idiots for what we see today. A United States Senate for the second time, this time a private citizen, unconstitutionally 
targeting the same man who called up 10,000 National Guardsmen, put them on reserve, the Pentagon in charge if they needed help in Washington, D.C. So he both led the defense of the city and the insurrection against the Capitol. Does that make sense to any rational human being out there? I'm not talking about law school professors in Ivy League schools. I'm not talking about former Justice Department officials. I'm talking to you, red-blooded Americans. Does it make sense that the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief Donald Trump, would call up 10,000 guardsmen under Pentagon control at the ready, should they be called in by the mayor? Or the speaker and the, and the Republican leader, that he would then in the next breath incite an insurrection? We've lived through this Russia collusion bullcrap. We've lived through all the lies and the media propaganda, all the phony criminal investigations, and the phony legal analysts, some of them even with their pants on. The stupid op-eds regurgitated by the New York Times that cherry picks what it wants to. You are rational. You're logical. You have common sense. You can't have a commander-in-chief calling up 10,000 National Guardsmen and having them on the ready to defend the city of Washington, D.C., and then on the other hand, inciting a, an insurrection? We're living through this insanity because they hate him and they hate us. And many of them hate our country. Let's be blunt. Our white supremacist, law enforcement stormtrooper, colonial imperial military. That's what they think of us. They just had fired thousands and thousands of hardworking Americans working on a pipeline, for God's sakes. Meanwhile, opening the borders and refusing to deport violent criminals who shouldn't be here in the first place. What kind of insanity is this? What kind of government does it to its own people? A government that's controlled by the Democrat Party that prefers new citizens that will vote two-thirds to three-fourths Democrats to the existing citizens who may not vote for them. Honesty and integrity is what's required behind this microphone. How many people have died of the COVID virus since Biden's been president? You got to dig to find out. Where is it? It's not, on the, it's not on our television screens. How many people have died since he's been sworn in? 60,000. How many vaccines, new ones, have been invented since he's been president? And many of these companies have been working at it for a while. None. Two weeks ago, with the media lapdogs repeating everything that was leaked to them, 
we were told we're out of vaccines and there's no system to distribute them. In fact, we can't find 20 million of them. 48 hours later, one of Biden's guys says we're on schedule. Now we're up to 1.3 million vaccinations a day. How did that happen in 48 hours? Because they lie through their teeth, their rotting, corrupt teeth. While they go after the man in Mar-a-Lago, who led the invention, the development, through his leadership and his management of the vaccines that everybody wants. I said before, tongue-in-cheek, but maybe not so. Why are any Democrats getting the vaccine? They opposed, I'm talking about Democrat leaders, they opposed what Trump was doing. They downplayed what Trump was doing. They mocked him. They mocked him for not using the science. There they are with their shirt sleeves up. Please, please vaccinate. I'm going to show you how strong I am, Biden, Kamala Harris. Why did they get vaccinated? They should wait in line behind everybody else because they were the ones saying that this wasn't going to happen trying to deter people. They're never held accountable. Not for their propaganda, not for their lies. Never. But here we are today with the Roman Senate. The Roman Senate. Maybe somebody will pull out a stiletto and stab another senator. I don't know. Here we are, the Roman Senate and Caesar in the White House. Not to mix history, but why not? And then we have in Congress the French Revolution. In other words, we have the most repulsive, diabolical, terroristic kind of mindset when it comes to governance. And there's the Washington Post and the New York Times. Everything's cool. You know, our guys are in. Everything's cool. Today is Tuesday. This interview with Mark Meadows by Maria Bartiroma is two days old. I just saw it today on Gateway Pundit, Mr. Producer. I just saw it today. But the media monitors, Maria. The media monitors, Mark. The media monitors, Sean and Tucker and everybody else on Fox, the conservatives, if you will, or at least those who aren't left-wing kooks. The media monitors radio. Okay, now we have underscored for 20, maybe 30 minutes here, what Mark Meadows said on Maria's program on Sunday morning. Are they going to report about that? Are we going to hear it from the managers, the Democrat managers? Are we going to hear from the objective jurors after they sit on their fat asses all day and listen to this clown show? Are we going to hear them afterwards come up and say, you know what? This is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? He called up 10,000 National Guardsmen. Obviously, he didn't lead an insurrection, even despite all the other information that supports the president's case. And they have no information. Nothing. Zero. Zero. I'll be right back. Mark in.
Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. forces in this country that oppose speech. It's just incredible to me. The media trying to shut down other media. The media trying to shut down disparate voices. The media used to defend this stuff. They used to defend it. It is, as I said, it's become totalitarian. You know, people go to journalism school and they're taught by the likes of Jay Rosen who I understand is very upset with me, Mr. Producer. Of course, he and the others can go to hell. We don't much care here. But they push this crap about community journalism or public journalism. And what it really means is leftism dressed up as journalism. That's all. It's that simple. Cancel the course and save your money. But he's written a couple books about the subject. I read your books, pal. I read your books. And so if they don't come out of these classrooms indoctrinated with this crap, they come off Capitol Hill indoctrinated with this crap, they come out of the Obama-Biden administration indoctrinated with this crap, or he can be like Chuck Todd, his wife is indoctrinated with this crap, and of course, if he wants to go home, and he must behave himself. But ask yourself a question. If Chuck Todd wasn't given these important positions by NBC News, what would Chuck Todd be doing exactly, Mr. Producer? What would he be doing? I don't think he'd even make it at McDonald's. I think he'd have to go to Taco Bell. I think he he would have to have the wraps with the, you want cheese with the beans or you don't? I think that's pretty much where Chuck would be. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good hard day's work as opposed to what he does now. But I don't see Chuck actually doing anything intelligent. Just wrote. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, This is, uh, I'm trying to see where this is from. I don't know why this was cut off. It's by Ben Fjellahead. Fjellahead. Uh, not sure what the, what the newspaper is. New York Post, I'm sorry, New York Post. A sprawling network of federal and local law enforcement across the United States that is designed to stave off terrorist threats failed to protect the Capitol on January 6 because officials did not act on intelligence that had been gathered prior to the riot, a report said Monday. Now, of course, the the bozos in the U.S. Senate who... Uh, the worst senators in American history, they don't want to hear any of this. They'd rather attack Trump than look in the mirror. The intelligence included warnings from federal, lo- federal to local law enforcement. There are fusion centers across the country that warned of protesters traveling to D.C. with weapons. The Wall Street Journal reported, citing internal documents viewed by the newspaper. The FBI field office, as we pointed out, also warned the federal and local agencies handling security for the protest of demonstrators, sharing maps of the Capitol, and a call for war, the journal reported. But despite the warnings, the intelligence arm of the Department of Homeland Security wrote, there was nothing significant to report, quote-unquote, in a January 5 memo to law enforcement across the country. As a result, the security forces in D.C. were woefully unprepared for the mob of Donald Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol, leaving five people dead, including a Capitol police officer. All right, some people died of natural causes. I don't understand why they keep making this an ambiguous point. We all know the facts. Moreover, this isn't the whole story. All the pre-planned activity, and now we have Mark Meadows. According to the journal, the heads of the... And and we also have the former head of the Capitol Police. Who says that he told the Sergeant of Arms of the House and Senate, both of whom report to the leadership in the Congress, that would be Pelosi and McConnell at the time, that he felt they needed more law enforcement and the National Guard and basically was blown off. Now the media do not want to get to the bottom of this. They don't. According to the journal, the heads of the nationwide fusion centers where local law enforcement share intel with federal authorities hosted a call on January 4 to warn of the number of participants planning to bring weapons to the Stop the Steal rally. Doesn't sound very spontaneous to me, does it you, America? The intelligence was shared with the Washington, D.C. fusion center and in turn with the officers tasked with providing security for the January 6 event. DHS officials declined to tell the journal it, 
if it took any action based on the call, while the FBI said it held a separate call to brief other law enforcement officials about the possibility of protesters' weapons, bringing weapons to the rally. The Journal also highlighted a report from the FBI field office in Norfolk, we've talked about that, that pointed to a message board where one user was urging protesters to go there ready for war and sharing maps of the Capitol complex. The intelligence was shared with the Joint Terrorism Task Force in Washington, but not acted on by the FBI, according to the report. It's amazing, isn't it? So the FBI doesn't act on it. The Sergeant Arms of the House doesn't act on the request by the Chief of the Capitol Police. The Sergeant Arms of the Senate, same thing. The mayor doesn't call in the National Guard. The only person to call in the National Guard and have him at the ready is who, Mr. Producer? Donald Trump! Donald Trump! Who apparently, as Commander-in-Chief, had 10,000 guardsmen at the ready on his initiative, which makes sense. It's consistent with what he's done throughout the country in various cities run by Democrats. And yet he led an insurrection against the Capitol building. So he calls in the National Guard to have them at the ready and then leads an insurrection without the National Guard. This is so stupid. It's beyond stupid. And there they they sit, the senators. Ooh, look at that video there. I I don't know. Uh, This is Trump. If we can't get Trump when he's out of office, I mean, then we can never get any president. And the arguments are stupid. The arguments are stupid. The whole damn thing is stupid. And here we sit as a great nation. A great nation. Watching this crap because the Democrat Party for four years dragged us through Russia collusion and now drags us through this with their media friends and their phony professors and all the rest of it. I did a wonderful interview today, and I don't do many. Why? Because I'm here. I don't need to do many. Wonderful gentleman, a rabbi, and he says, is this shtick you get behind you? When you talk to me, you're very, you know, calm. When you get behind the mic, you can be calm, you can be angry. I said, look, it's like this. Rabbi, if you're having dinner with your wife versus, say, it's Yom Kippur and you're speaking from the pulpit, you're much more emotional, you're much more animated from the pulpit, it's not a shtick, than when you're eating with your wife. That's me. Although I can be animated both times. Let's continue. Let's see if there's anything to continue. The Bureau told the newspaper, the FBI, the information was uncorroborated and not linked to specific subjects, which made following up on it difficult. No, it doesn't. Not at all. You have multiple sources, the NYPD, the Norfolk Field Office. You have all kinds of traffic on the Internet. You prepare for the worst. In the weeks since the riot, more than 100 people have been charged with federal crimes, including members of the Proud Boys and fringe groups such as the Oath Keepers. What's the Oath Keepers? I don't even know who these groups are. 
who allegedly conspired together prior to the riot. They conspired together in advance. They prepared for war. They had weapons. So I guess it had nothing to do with Donald Trump's speech. Commander-in-Chief called up the National Guard and had them at the ready. The mayor didn't want the National Guard. Speaker apparently, and McConnell either. If they were told by their, by their direct reports who they put in charge of protecting the House and the Senate, but they are silent on this subject. They don't tell us anything. So, they not only don't have a case against the president, that is President Trump, they not, they not only have nothing, literally nothing, what they're doing also is literally unconstitutional on multiple levels, despite the spin from the, from the harebrained crowd. We'd like to know more now. Wouldn't you? I'd like to know what Pelosi knew. I'd like to know what McConnell knew. Some of these members of Congress, as I read in the letter from the former chief of the Capitol Police, were briefed. Well, what did they do? What did they know? And here's the other thing. Think of it. If you have these marauders coming to town to attack the Capitol building and they're armed, why wouldn't you have told the president's Secret Service detail? Why wouldn't you have told the president, don't show up, don't be there? Why wouldn't the Secret Service have told the Vice President of the United States, they protect him, don't go to the Capitol today? If anything, if anything, they all could have been in danger. This is just moving too fast. My antenna are up. Not in a conspiracy way, I'm looking at the news. The news! Like way back in March 2017, when I got on this radio program, I think it was a Thursday night, right, Mr. Producer? And I said, somebody or some groups are spying on the president or spying on his campaign. What? Let's crush Levin. But I was demonstrated to be right. I based it on public reports by the newspapers and by the cable channels. How could I be conspiring about anything? Just like right now, I'm basing it on public reports by the same despicable news media. But they put it out. It's just like the collaborators against the Trump campaign. They can't keep their mouths shut, so they they have to show you a little bit of ankle now and then. Well, I'm looking for that ankle. This doesn't add up. This whole case against the President of the United States doesn't add up. But he's hated. So he gives a speech, and the Capitol's attacked, and so they put the two together. They put the two together. Must have been Trump. Trump did it. You know, Trump did it. Then you have some Republicans who who are more than happy to, to throw in with the crowd. The Rasputins in the Republican Party. That's right, I said it! Now... Why is John Meacham back on TV? Wasn't he writing speeches for Joe Biden and then praising Joe Biden's speeches, Mr. Producer? Now think of a megalomaniac 
who would do something like that. So he's back on the Joe Scarborough show, speaking of megalomaniacs. Joe Scarborough is a blessed man. He looks like an adult of the banjo player in Deliverance on the Bridge. He's got the bulbous W.C. Fields nose. Nothing personal, I'm just pointing it out. Everybody knows what I'm saying. And yet, in the right light, he looks a little like Woody the Woodpecker. May I say that, Mr. Producer? I think I will. No talent whatsoever. He talks like Forrest Gump. And uh, guy gets paid millions from pretending he's actually broadcasting from Washington when he's broadcasting from Jupiter. Look, when I'm in Jupiter or Hope Sound or Palm Beach, I tell you. I tell you, like I'm broadcasting from my Florida bunker right now. What's the secret? There is no secret. But when you're a fraud, you're always a fraud. It even matters where you're broadcasting from. So, of course, Scarborough has Meacham on his show. Nobody's ever disgraced on the left. Brian Williams is there. Sharpton's there. Meacham's there. Who's the other player? The plagiarist. What's his name? Uh, Barnacle's there. They bring the touchy-feelies back, you know. But when we return, I don't have enough time. Let's hear what the great John Meacham historian, don't you know? Let's hear what John Meacham has to say when we get back. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. John Meacham on the morning schmo today. I'm sure he had something absolutely historic and profound to say. Cut six, go. I would argue that the Republican Party of today is foundering, is cracking up on their inability to find a coherent answer to a fundamental question, which is globalization and its implications. And the genuine creation of a multi-ethnic pluralistic democracy. And frankly, the rise of Donald Trump is an indication that a lot of people who are allied with the Republican Party and who may be the Republican Party today simply are not ready to grapple with the end of a predominantly white America. This is this is this comes up every now and then. You've heard Obama say, you've heard Biden say, you've heard this guy say, you've said others say it. 
And I'll get to it in a minute. Go ahead. Say that as a white guy, uh, you know, the way you, you and See, I are- now he's righteous. See, I can say this because I'm a white guy. Yeah. Oh, OK, great. Go ahead. Men, you know, things tend to work out for us in this country. Uh, what we're called see, to you do. See, this, this, this is the problem. He doesn't work on the Keystone XL pipeline, does he? He doesn't own a small, a small store that didn't make it. He's not waiting on table, regardless of race. He's not waiting on tables, is he? But white guys tend to make it. This is racism. This is accepted today, pressed by the media, but it is racism. It is a cowardly response to the critical race theory movement, where everything is seen through the lens of slavery. Everything is seen through the lens of the black nationalist movement. And so if you dare to speak up against it like I do, like Tom Saul does, like others do, well, that's because I'm looking at it through the lens of a white, privileged, white dominated society. Now, I want to return to his earlier point, which is that the grappling with the fact that America will not be a predominantly white country. He doesn't, he's not honest about what's going on here, he's not honest in the least. On the one hand, the left and the Democrats and the, cons- and, the, and the critical race theory movement tell you that this is a racist society because of 1690. It doesn't matter. Because of whatever. To be put strictly at the feet of the white man. Now, there's a lot of different types of people in this country who are white. Some have come more recently. Some were here Ancestors during the Revolutionary Period. Some came over in different periods of mass migration. And all whites are not the same. All human beings aren't the same any more than all blacks are the same or Hispanics are the same or anything else. So this is a deeply racist comment. But it is a comment that is not only typical now, it is embraced. It's something you have to say. Now, is it a good thing that America is not going to be a predominantly white country anymore? Is it a bad thing that America is not going to be a predominantly white country anymore? Is there a reason why America is going to be a predominantly minority country? What's going on here? What's happening here? What is the thought process here? Well, he doesn't go the next step, does he? He doesn't want to go the next step, does he? If we would treat everybody like individual human beings, a colorblind society, as Martin Luther King talked about, that everybody has unalienable rights, as the Declaration talks about, we wouldn't be listening to propaganda and racism like this. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. versus left is right versus wrong. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, I think uh, Joe Biden should name this guy Swalwell, Mr. Producer, to be the ambassador to China. Who knows more about China than Swalwell? I think, uh, you know, that would be in line and maybe... uh, He could do something with Hunter, maybe put him in charge of the Communist China desk at the State Department. I mean, this guy, Biden, as we've talked about before, is surrounding himself with a bunch of Communist Chinese sycophants. It's frightening. Frightening what he's doing. On Levin TV today, for the full hour, I had the pleasure and honor to interview my friend, the president of Hillsdale, doctor, professor, Larry Arn, and as usual, he was brilliant. So you won't want to miss that on Levin TV, on the Blaze TV network. He's absolutely fantastic. We want to go to Cheryl, who is a law professor in Orange, California, 870 The Answer, where we are live and national. Cheryl, how are you? Fine, thank you, Mark. I Before I make my comment, I would just want to say that I would be remiss as the daughter of a dad who fought in the Battle of the Bulge and my mom, who is now 93 years old and a Holocaust survivor, and wow. we've talked to you before, and you had said that um, as long as I have this microphone, I will always speak out for the Constitution and for liberty and for freedom and against anti-Semitism, and you have kept your word just like President Trump kept his word, and my mom just wanted to say something. Love you, Mark. Oh, my goodness. What a sweetheart. Thank you. And we love you, too. God bless you. you He's just been crying for days about all this. But, you Mm. know, and I have to say, uh, we, please, we need people who are constitutional conservatives in the education profession, in academia, in the law profession. We really do, because it's, it's, it's hard to hold down the fort with me and people like John Eastman and, you know, a lot of others. I mean, we, we could and make a And poor John Eastman but... was chased off. Yes, yes, he was. And mm-hmm. uh, I, it's, it's, uh, it's sad when a handful of people... Meanwhile, Angela to... Davis works at some university in California. You aware of that? CLA. Yeah, UCLA, head of uh, women's studies at UCLA. My well, of alma course. Mater. Absolutely. Unbelievable. And, 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 I, and it is unbelievable. And, and, and what's even more unbelievable is, you know, I don't know if a lot of these people who spoke today were absent the day that they taught law in law school, specifically mm-hmm. professional responsibility, because we talk about conflicts of interest, mm-hmm. which definitely Lee he has. But not only that, 
there are people like um, Mr. Chemerinsky, who was the dean at UC Irvine, who, by the way, was also let go. Um, and so uh, and he said he was let go because his line was because of an op ed article that he wrote about the death penalty. Well, then. If he's so worried about free speech, why wouldn't he be now standing up not only for the free speech of President Trump, but the fact that he and a bunch of leftist professors signed a letter threatening Mr. Schoen and Mr. Castor that if they dare bring up the First Amendment speech um, defense, which, by the way, hello, zealous representation on behalf of your client, if they would do that, they would seek their disbarment. People who were there, like John Eastman, on January 6th, they're trying to get him disbarred. I mean, I don't know where these people went to law school. I don't know where these people got, you know, how they passed the bar exam. But we now have actually... Just remember, um, even tyrants have their lawyers. I guess so. But, you know, we, we also, you know, you've mentioned this about the whole, you know, the unconstitutionality of the whole, um, you know, impeachment clause and, and how this is a violation of the Constitution. But, you know, one of the things that you talked about, and it was so relevant about evidence, and, you know, how do we define evidence, right? It's proof that's <clears throat> legally presented to convince a judge or a jury of facts that are material to the case, not opinions, Mr. Raskin, about my daughter came and she was so upset. And, you know, was your daughter upset when Chuck Schumer was yelling at Gorsuch and mm-hmm. and uh, Kavanaugh? Was your daughter upset when the Capitol was like being under siege then? Was your daughter upset for the last 10 months when we were under BLM and Antifa in every major city? I mean, these people think that they're like trying out for like the thespians instead of trying out, you know, instead of like having a case. And, and, you know, what do we talk about? We talk about probative versus prejudicial. We talk about, hello, lack of authentication, like a movie that's presented that's in sound bites, the same way that they always present everything that President Trump ever says. Um, And, and what about stuff that's just inadmissible evidence? So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so disheartening because I have students that like have been texting me all day long and and calling me and emailing me saying, why should I even become a lawyer? Why should I even go to law school and waste all this money when I'm going to get out and this is the way our legal system works? And my answer to everybody out there is please do it because you need to be replacing the people who are sitting up there in the Senate and in the Congress who shouldn't dare be there because they are spitting on the Constitution and everything from our founding fathers to our fathers who fought for this country for liberty and freedom. And, you know, people like my mom who, you know, survived Auschwitz and Geislingen and was liberated by the Americans in Dachau who came to this country legally because they love this country, because they love liberty and freedom. And that's what we had in present. President Trump. We had a fighter. We had a person who loves this country, loved America, did everything for people of all faiths, for the state of Israel. And since you mentioned Joe Biden and the whole COVID thing, by the way, he's sitting on our ally Israel. Israel came out, and that's also not in the news. They invented something called EXO or XO CD24 from Itchalov Medical Center in Tel Aviv that they said is the cure to the coronavirus. Has he reached out to Prime Minister Netanyahu? Has he talked to him about it? If one country out in the world is saying we have the cure, what are you sitting around waiting for? 
I mean, I think he's waiting for the cure from the Palestinians. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Listen, let me tell you something, Cheryl. You're terrific. I could listen to you all day. Your students are very, very lucky to have you. You've got a fantastic mother there, too. And don't be a stranger. Call more often. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless you, too. You know, Mr. Bidu, you know who would be a great caller to discuss the law? A great caller to discuss the Constitution? With that same kind of... You know who would be a great caller, Mr. Producer? My wife, Julie. She'd be good. She'd be good. Let's continue, shall we? That's a hard uh, call to follow, I must confess. I must say... That's a tough one. Cindy, Reno, Nevada, on the Mark Levin app. Cindy, how are you? Good, Mr. Levin. How are you doing? Very well, and you can call me Mark. What I call a notable similarity of circumstances. Earlier in your program, you likened Biden to Caesar. Well, I wanted to bring something from the... uh, the By the way, a very dumb Caesar. Go ahead. <laughs> the Ten Commandments movie. Uh, they they consider it to be the scene called the arrest of Moses. Mm-hmm. And Charlton Heston speaks up. I don't, first of all, I don't want to do any religious comparisons. This is strictly circumstances right. comparing. Charlton Heston says it would take more than a man to lead the slaves from bondage. It would take a god. I'm not comparing Trump to Moses. But uh, after Moses explains why he wants to free his people from bondage, uh, Pharaoh says, do not look upon him. Let the name of Moses be stricken from every book and tablet, stricken from all pylons and obelisks, stricken from every monument of Egypt. Let the name of Moses be unheard and unspoken, erased from the memory of men for all time. I believe that's what's trying to be accomplished with President Trump. You know what? There's something to what you're saying. I think you're right. And if they can't strike him from the history books, they will strike him in the history books. They are writing the history now, and they're trying to make this man out to be so evil, so diabolical. And all he was was a businessman who wanted to help his country. He succeeded like nobody expected him to. I think he was even surprised at his election, but I don't know. Did fantastic things for this country. They were so hostile to him in Washington, D.C., they just couldn't put up with it. And so much of what you're saying really does ring true to me. Again, your point is the parallel situation, not the not the like of, of people, Moses and so forth, but, but, the, but a, a parallel situation. And there, there's much to that. I really think that. I want to thank you for your call, too. Thank you, Cindy. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Roseanne, Long Island, New York, the great WABC, but you're on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Very good, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. I wanted to make the comment. I was at the rally on the 6th of January, right. and I also have attended at least, it has to be at least a dozen March for Life rallies in D.C., mm-hmm. and one of the things I'm trying to tell everybody that I can, there was a marked difference in the amount of police that we saw. I mean, the March for Life, there were police on every corner. They're very nice. They're on horses. They're on bicycles. They're in cars. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. But when we were driving, we took a bus from Long Island uh, down to Washington. It was like almost like a ghost town. There were hardly any police at all. And I was Isn't even thinking weird? to myself, do we have the right to? It was very odd, very strange. And I knew it was publicized. And plus, it was obviously a an intense type of a, of a let, rally. Let me, because... let me add on before we lose time here also. You were at the rally, Roseanne, hundreds of thousands of people who were nonviolent, correct? Correct. That video wasn't shown today in the Senate. This was a cropped propaganda film. And I say propaganda film, not that the Capitol wasn't attacked. It obviously was. But it was a propaganda film in that it was cut and pasted to reach the result that they wanted, and then tied to the President of the United States. That is an injustice of the highest order. And I'm sure Chuck Cooper is going to be writing an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal condemning this. And I'm sure we'll see pieces in the National Review condemning it from Mona Charon, among others. I'm sure. Because you don't want this kind of a Soviet-style kangaroo court dressed up as the United States Senate. And yet that's what we have here, isn't it? It is, and I'm very upset, with especially William F. Buckley's the, this anniversary of his death is this month, the 27th of February, and yes. such a difference from that, that publication. I used to love it, but now it, it's, it's just so disheartening to read it. You know, William F. Buckley, William Rusher, Cato Byrne, I don't know what happened to John O'Sullivan. These were the greats that used to run that publication. Instead, uh, well, here we are. All right, Roseanne, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's continue, shall we? I think we will. Mike, Pensacola, Florida, the great WCOA. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. Um, Listen to you a lot. Uh, It's like an education every day. It's like going to school, and you always make me laugh, which is a nice thing. Um, Mr. Call Screener mentioned that you may have talked about this before, but I was curious uh, yes. with all this going on. I, I'm surprised that the impeachment has gotten this far because I looked at uh, Article 2, Section 4, 
And the first two words are the president. It doesn't say the president and past presidents. It doesn't say all presidents. No, it's right there next to the abortion clause. I don't. I, I'm maybe I'm uh, I'm honestly not as well educated as you. Or, well, of course you're right, but, and you haven't been poisoned by an Ivy League school legal education. You haven't been poisoned by being a Trump hater. You haven't been poisoned by all the stupid stuff that has nothing to do with interpreting the Constitution. You're right, the president. You're right. The word removal, not out of office, removal. And so these guys, they go to law school for three years. They actually have very, very wealthy clients and causes. And they can't read it because they don't want to read it. They're blinded by their idiocy and their hatred. You are exactly right, Mike. Well done, buddy. And I bet you didn't go to law school, did you? Once in a while. You didn't go to law school? That's right. I didn't. Were you ever a defendant? No. I'm just kidding. Don't worry about it. All right, Mike, thanks for your call. He's from Pensacola, Florida. Great place, especially now that Scarborough doesn't represent it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow right here. Be well. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.